You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. Why do we want it? Why do we want it? Why do we want it? No! I haven't flip-flopped. I said... Then I said yes, then I have said no, and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this matter, over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but... Represent. Represent. You're listening to Represent. Wake up, babe. It's Represent time. (laughs) Let's go. What week is it, Freddie? And it's also Radiothon week, week two. It is. What's going on? I have been insufferable for the past week because everyone who I like (laughs) have run into, I've been like, did you know it's Sins Radiothon? And they're like, no. And I'm like, give me your debit card right now. And then I <laughs> donate for them. Well, I saw that you popped down 200 big ones on um, Panorama. Shh, calling Jeez, me out. We can get you a little call, shout out on Calling Pano. me out live on air. Goddamn. Yeah. Maybe. So some, all of the listeners right now have to match me. And or, you know, double it, give it well, to the yeah, next person. Maybe yeah. double it. <laughs> if all of the listeners who are listening right now don't like match that and then got their parents and their parents' <gasps> first sibling to match that as well. What if they're and an then only get child? Three best friends. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> and then get three friends to match Whoa. that as well. We'll we'll be over in no time. Well guys, I got a live update. It we are four thousand one hundred and ten dollars for our radiothon. Where we... are you seeing that? <laughs> what? You're My, seeing that I'm at sin.org.au slash donate. I'm on the... I'm there. If you also look on the Sin website, it's a banner, and you can click on that banner, and it'll give you a live... Oh, wow. this is, they just hate me. That's they yeah. just don't I like. Don't, I'm going to be honest. I think they hate me too, but I, the, I don't have that. <laughs> oh, I think Lachlan's donated a hundred bucks. Good on you, Damn, good on you, Lachlan. Lachlan. Listening at home, I hope. Yeah, well, should we give some shout out? Yeah. He's busy. He's busy editing our interview. He's, he's busy <laughs> editing our awesome interview with Blair Williams that was made possible by the money that people have already donated <laughs> us for the hey, Sin Radiothon. What so, do people get if they donate? Well, I'm so glad that you asked him. <laughs> <laughs> you can get some clothing from Homie Streetwear. I love Homie Streetwear. You can get vouchers for a tattoo at the Vic Markets. I love the Vic Markets and tattoos. Do you so have any tattoos, tattoos Freddie? No. Uh, we need to you? make Freddie wit. I have three. That, that, <laughs> three. One of them is from Vic Market Tattoo, funnily oh enough, God. so I'm a big fan. I'm going to get the Represent logo. <gasps> that is damn right. On is my forehead. Oh, that too. 
<laughs> Both you of them. You can get a tramp stamp of the <gasps> Sim record. I, of the Sim I would record. pay for that to happen. Like I'd fund it. Absolutely. Honestly, we should do pay for Freddie's tattoo instead of pay for our sins. But we're yeah. actually what we're doing now is paying for our sins. We are so, paying for our sins. This will become and so a sin. Everyone so else. <gasps> yes. everyone should get right onto it. Yeah. Lots of awesome prizes and. Your money goes to supporting young people in radio just like at us. Sin, just like us. Sin.org.au slash donate. How do you spell Sin? S-Y-N. That's good. I didn't know that until now. How did they spell that wrong? And do you know yeah. what else you can do? You can actually look at our Instagram. Where you so can. Where represent Sin. No, it's Sin represent. <laughs> it's Sin represent. <laughs> we know our own Sorry. I just got too excited about saying Sin. We need to reserve the <laughs> other represent. handle as well now. We now need to get both so of true. them. Both. Yep. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, Sin represent on Instagram. We have a great little promo. <laughs> we do. That you can go. It's like office style. We filmed it after the show last week. Something that you don't know about Freddie and Bridie is they are comedy legends. Yeah. They are Sammy Hilarious. J wishes he was Sammy us. Sammy J wishes. <laughs> they got, like, some real, like, top tips from Sammy J. And do you J. know what? If Sammy J donates to <gasps> the Radiothon, then I will... Then everyone's um, donating, I'll name we? my firstborn child Sammy J. Oh. <laughs> you weren't already? Okay. I wasn't already. <laughs> well, I'm naming my first child syn.org.au forward slash donate because everyone needs to know that's I'm where you can donate. We need to write them down. It's like Freddie's going to get the represent logo to. on his forehead and but um, Bride is going to name her first child Sammy J if he donates. So Sammy <laughs> J, get onto it. Um, and what do I? What do I do? I'll name my next cat. <laughs> 90.7 FM <laughs> just to reach all the demographics. I, I'm going to go a step further and stop Ooh. aging at 90.7 <gasps> years old. 90.7? Yeah. What is that? Like a few months in? I, <laughs> seven months? Is it seven months I, in? Is I, that the math or no? I, I did further maths in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so but that's okay because no matter who you are, you're a young person, you can get on sin and that's what your money supports because they do media training for young people, they give young people a platform to discuss politics. Mm. Super exciting. That's what we're going to do in a couple minutes. <laughs> and, yeah, your money's going to a good cause, so get around it. it syn.org.au slash donate. It does keep us on the air. And if, you love it. <laughs> if you don't donate, Represent might not exist anymore. <gasps> and that would be bad. What would you that do? That would be bad How news. would we air our views How would and we our air grievances? Our hot takes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. The hottest of takes, like we said in our promo last week. Exactly, which you will hear at the end of Panorama. Did it play on Panorama on Thursday? Do we know? I'm not sure. Ooh. We I did an interview either. and left early. <laughs> oh, okay, fair. 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 <laughs> Okay. But your name was mentioned, so that's okay. My name, my name was You're mentioned close man. enough. But as well as Radiothon, this week is National Reconciliation Week. In today's Perfect episode, segue. I know. Thank <laughs> you. I, I planned in advance. So this, we'll be discussing the history and what you can do to commemorate and the latest on the Voice referendum. The theme for National Reconciliation Week in 2023. That's a hard word to say. Reconciliation. Um, reconciliation. They really. Tested me on that one. Anyway, the theme is Be a Voice for Generations, and that is linked to the upcoming voice referendum vote. So every year, the National Reconciliation Week is between the 27th of May and 7th of June. The theme encourages all Australians to be a voice for reconciliation in tangible ways in our everyday lives, where we live, work, and socialise. 
Do you guys want to hear some history about reconciliation? I would, love, I would to. love to. I was just about to say, Taylor, can you yes. please inform me? Oh, see, I went a bit. I did a bit of a deep dive. I was like, Ooh, okay, okay. Like, why is it these specific dates? So these dates commemorate, gosh, uh, two significant milestones in reconciliation. The successful 1967 referendum and the High Court Mambo decision. So in 1996, the Council for Aboriginal Reconciliation launched Australia's first National Reconciliation Week back in 96, which I thought was really surprising because I was like, I'm pretty sure this is quite new. But we've been working on this for a really solid amount of time. Yeah. And then in 2001, Reconcilia Reconciliation Australia was established to provide national leadership on reconciliation and that was the same year that approximately 300,000 people walked across Sydney Harbour Bridge as a part of National Reconciliation Week and sub subsequently across bridges and cities and towns to show their support. Do you remember when that happened? Everyone like walked across a bridge? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember no, that. When you're was an that? I was. I was an. Yeah, o I'm I an O3 we're a bit kid. Too young. I was one at the time, but I okay. do remember it being like really? a big part of. Because I was what. That's impressive. I don't remember a single thing from when I was one yeah. year old. No, I remember learning about it. Like, <laughs> I wasn't like live. At, I wasn't crossing the bridge as a baby. Um, Taylor was out there on the yeah. front lines. A picket fencing with a picket bigger than myself. He's always um, been an activist. <laughs> always. I wouldn't. I don't know if I could label myself an activist. I'm not that smart, but <laughs> um, yeah, that was a really monumentous moment and that has kind of been where we celebrate Reconciliation Week and in the last 20 or so years we've had reconciliation plans come into place in multiple workplaces, schools and universities adopting them as well. Mm. Um, so do you guys want to know what you can do to celebrate uh, Well, I was just about to ask. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Yeah, okay, sorry. Taylor, <laughs> Yes. what can I do, what can we do, what can our listeners do to mm -hmm. celebrate Reconciliation Week? Well, firstly, there are multiple events. So in Melbourne, there is a voice to parliament with Reverend Glenn Lowry, a Wurundjeri manned artist, writer, and Anglican priest, First Nations leader and chair of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island, Islander Anglican Council, Uncle Glenn Lowry. What a title. Bang <laughs> we'll, a title. I know. Wow. Yeah. That took up two sentences of my notes. Mm. Um, he will talk in depth and answer questions about the voice to parliament. So you can see embedded in this year's Reconciliation Week is the voice I, to parliament. I was going to say it'd be a pretty massive one considering we've got this giant referendum, mm -hmm. giant referendum coming up. And I don't want to hop too far ahead, Taylor, so I hope you don't mind me That's asking. That's okay. How is the voice to parliament playing into Reconciliation Week? This well, year, reconciliation, reconciliation Action Australia have put together tw twenty actions for reconciliations, which you can find on their website, and includes acknowledging local history, calling out racism, and understanding the current political representation for First Nations people. So they've already prefaced within their actions that be you know prepared, do your research, and learn about what current you know power that they have and what power they potentially could have with the voice. Um, and the latest news on The Voice is Beyond Blue Chair and former Prime Minister Julia Gillard has announced that the National Mental Health Organisation will wholeheartedly support the yes vote for The Voice Indigenous to Parliament, which was pretty big news. That's I massive, yeah. Yeah, go on, Julia Gillard. 
Good on her. I, I, I'm a bit of a Julie Gillard fan. Yeah? She's a, I'm a bit of a stan. I'm not going to lie. She's a boss babe. Is Instead. she, like, on your, like, S tier <laughs> on the tier list of politicians? Absolutely. But, like, I know I know there's some problematic stuff, but we're going <laughs> to we're gonna blow past that and say she's pretty great. Um, <laughs> hot and, takes with Taylor. Hot takes with Taylor. <laughs> we're not, yeah, I feel like she's a great, she's great if we don't dive, like, too deep. But that's the same with all the Liberal Party, um. Fair enough, yeah, um, fair enough. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> the PM also was recently in Adelaide making a speech, like, really, really urging people to vote yes. People were a bit like, you're coming on a bit strong. And he was like, no, yes. And and I'm getting very mixed messages there. No, no yes. yes. What? What's going on? <laughs> no, don't. Be silent. Yes, vote yes. Yes, vote yes. It's a <laughs> banger, an absolute banger of a title, of, yeah. of a slogan. But I think the most important thing that people can do for Reconciliation Week is just be honouring the First Nations people and making sure that you allow space for them in our community. Which ultimately, I think, is what the voice is trying to do. Absolutely, yeah. It's a, it's a very, it's a very, it's very much a milestone reconciliation week. I think we're going to come up, we're coming up with. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to sort of see what sort of debates happen around this time as well, um, as we roll up to that elect, uh, that referendum. Mm. And I think this is going to be a really great reconciliation week to hopefully push some positive change through. I think it's really surprising to see though that there's not many events held by governments or like mm. by the federal government there's not a lot of necessary celebration outside of the community for this event which i thought i thought this would be a really great chance for the labor party to kind of jump in and be like well look at us we're waving flags woo um <laughs> as they as they do um but there was really like crickets on their website which was yeah. very very strange um so i think they they kind of missed a really good opportunity to push more on the voice referendum, especially that it was linked with the theme, Be a Voice for Generations. Is that the slogan That's for... the theme for 2023, which, and it has, like, the voice in the speech box, like, the... Do you think oh, that was... Was that so intentional? Like, stylistically Do you mean the similar? billboards that have started to go up around the place with, like, the text bubbles? Yeah. Be a voice for equity, be a voice for history, be a that voice for... That is... I think that is around Reconciliation Week, but it's also, like the same style as the voice referendum advertising. Right, okay. And they've done that on purpose so you mentally mm. link them because they are linked. And they're yeah, really very using much. them. But yeah, they could have definitely utilised it further. Mm. Yeah. Which is my, my one criticism. But I'm Fair enjoying enough. Reconciliation Week. Tomorrow marks like the middle and there's a few events around Melbourne you should research about. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> No, that's, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I think it's really interesting that the government isn't doing their own events on this. Yeah, it's... even local councils. I feel like yeah. local councils did things for Mother's Day, International Women's Day. Mm. You think they'd be doing something for Reconciliation Week, but it's a bit quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually quite interesting. I haven't. Yeah. I, that's something I've never really, I guess, conscious, consciously... Hard words today. Con consciously yeah. noticed. Yeah. We got there. Um, I've never consciously noticed, which is really interesting that now that you bring that up. But mm -hmm. I guess you've also got to consider, like, most of the parties are, like, mostly white, I guess. Yeah. Is it their place to sort of host events like that, or does that True. come off a bit tone deaf? Hmm. Well, now... Uh Reconciliation Week starts off like the day before is National Sorry Day, which yes. commemorates when Kevin Rudd did his sorry speech. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really a time to, especially people, you know, 
European Australians, Caucasian Australians, to really kind of reflect on on what our people ultimately did to the First Nations people and, and give our sorry and, and kind of reflect on, on what that means for us and what that means for our community and, and how we're going to be activating change within it. I think RMIT has a really great, and SIN has a really great policy around like First Nations people. We make sure to include First Nations people in our like listening tracks, that we, like our track lists that we have. Yes. I think it's what, 10% of that? I, something something like that. I think that's right. Something, yeah. something like that. We we see a we, we see a Naya outside. <laughs> um, yeah, no, something like that. They've got Sin has very um, specific guidelines for those who didn't know about like um, local quotas mm. and including uh, non men mm. and including. Uh, very diverse artists in their track lists, which I think is which really is fantastic. It really reflects our society and what young people are wanting. And I think this is our celebration for Reconciliation Week is chatting about it today. And then I leave you, audience, to think about... And slapping the and microphone, slapping apparently. The I'm so passionate. <laughs> Just to think about, the, think about National Sorry Day, reflect on that, reflect what you can do better in your community and reflect how you treat First Nations people in society. Absolutely. And I think on that note, yes. do we feel like a song right now? I think we do. <laughs> this is... Better be a celebratory song, I hope. Behind Their Years by Soaked Oats. We'll find out. Yeah. I, that sounds like a pretty upbeat song to me. Do you think? Soaked, Soaked Oats. Oats? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to put money on it, but... Okay. <laughs> but... <laughs> Would you put a tattoo on what, it? <gasps> what, what, but I think our listeners should put a donation on it. <gasps> oh, yes. right now. Exactly. If it's sad or not. I know. Yeah. Right. $2. Tweet us as well. Tell us Ooh, whether yes, you think please. it's going to be happy or sad. At Sin Represents. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right. Here is Behind the Years by Soak Dotes. You are listening to Represent. Stay with us. Babe, Wake Up Represents back. Yo, what? <laughs> that was an upbeat song. It was a great song. That was an upbeat yeah. song. Freddie I told wins you guys. Money. So that means that everybody listening right now has to donate $20. SYN.org.au slash donate. That's including right you, all three yeah, of us here right and now. your brother outside, Naya. Um, <laughs> your school-going brother. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll make my brother donate. But <laughs> speaking of money... Great. It hasn't been a good... Yeah, that's, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. No. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of money, speaking Freddie's of in a money. t-shirt that says, get out of my way, I'm here to launder money. <laughs> <laughs> the Radiothon's a front. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, not. it's not. It's not. It's, it's for a very good cause. Even if no. it is going to Freddie, it's probably a good cause, maybe. <laughs> no, it is definitely not. Um, it is definitely not. But speaking of money... Yes. If you're a tax expert at the moment, you're not having a great week, especially if you're working at PWC. In fact, you haven't been having a good few months. So we haven't actually talked about this on Represent. Uh, so I'm going to give us a quick rundown, right? Please. Bridie, try not to fall asleep. I'll so try really hard, but um, there is a reason that we haven't talked about it on the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the... Tasmanian correspondent for Represent. Oh. I feel like I need to talk about this because it has nothing to do with Tasmania. I need to diversify. Well, so, fair enough. starting from the beginning, in 2014, the government contracted PricewaterhouseCooper, it is a consulting firm, and its tax expert, Peter John Collins, to help draft better tax laws that would ensure that multinational corporations are taxed more fairly. 
because, of course, multinational corporations, they're very easily able to move money around mm -hmm. uh, their various companies across the world, which they, of course, use to avoid paying taxes. Australia has a very complex tax system, so it's cheaper to send all your profits off to, I believe, a lot of uh, a country of choice is the Netherlands, from what I've heard. Ooh, I've heard um, about fancy Netherlands banks. Yeah. Isn't that when they call it like they send it offshore? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um <laughs> So, yep, yeah, so PwC and Peter John Collins were brought in to help draft new tax regulations uh, to better tax multinational companies. But, of course, PwC doesn't just consult for the government, they consult for private companies. <gasps> Specifically, multinational corporations who want to get around tax. <laughs> you can see where this is going. So... In December, Peter John Collins was disbarred by the Tax Practitioners Board for two years, just sort of a little bit out of nowhere. Maybe if you're in PwC, you'd know why. Uh, but in late January, it was revealed that he was terminated for leaking confidential treasury information to multinational companies, information that he received while working with the government. So essentially, he was helping draft this regulations for the government to better tax multinational companies, and then he was turning around and being like, hey, you want to know how to sidestep these laws I'm helping the government draft? Let me give you the rundown. Cheeky bugger. So, like, I mean, literally, imagine if you did that. I feel like... I would be like, and you got, he got away with it for a few years. He got so away with long. it for a long time. He signed his first confidentiality agreement in 2014 with the government. He signed two more it's after that. It's 10 years ago. Like, it's you'd crazy. be laughing. If it was me, I'd be laughing. I'm not going to lie. Well, they have been. They've been <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank, you could say, because this helps them draw in new clients. Uh, who, of course, wanted to sidestep these uh, these regulations. Of so course. this was all discovered while well, the Tax Practitioners Board was doing an audit of PwC and found over 138 pages worth of emails that was shared between 53 partners at the company discussing this confidential information. Wild. How crazy is that? What companies were like affected or involved? That's a really great question, Taylor. <laughs> so it was believed that PwC helped 14 global companies sidestep these tax regulations, including Apple, Google, and Microsoft. So companies Whoa. that can definitely afford to pay tax in Australia properly. Absolutely. And, and that tax is ultimately like we're kind of paying the makeup for. Oh, absolutely. That, as, as people who just pay. Regular, yeah. regular one-person tax, not multinational taxes here. <laughs> Absolutely. And so this was all discovered in 138 pages worth of emails. Wild. Um, the 53 partner names were redacted. So we don't know who received those yeah. emails. Ooh, the Greens the are working to... The wants to know. Oh, yeah. I want to know too. And you know who else wants to know? Green Senator Barbara Pocock, who wants the names to be revealed because, of course, they were complicit in this, mm. theoretically. But anyway, it's brought up like a very clear sort of question of if you're a consulting firm who is consulting for the government but also consulting for private companies... There's a very clear conflict of interest there, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't see how they... I feel like there needs to be, like, a private sector just for the government because, yeah, it is absolutely um, just crossing those kind of blurred lines there. No, absolutely. So the treasurer, Jim Chalmers, called the leaks... He said he was absolutely furious oh, over the leaks in January. You got the treasurer mad. I know. You, you don't want that. You don't <laughs> want that. So PwC, PricewaterhouseCooper, has entered damage control mode, of Ooh. course, because this is a scandal. They tried to sort of put sweep it under the rug a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's not working. This is now on like a, this is a global issue. Mm. So they've the now former CEO Tom Seymour has resigned after 20 years with the company. 
three years as CEO. Um, also, by the way, Tom, if you're listening, you might want to update your LinkedIn. Oh, um, also, if you're listening, come on the show and talk to us. Yeah, oh, that, that'd be great. Um, he's not listening. So <laughs> he's got bigger things to worry about at the moment. I know. He might um, listen later. Maybe. Um, PwC Global Partners have flown into Sydney to manage the situation. <gasps> oh. You got, you, got the, you got the big boys mad. And the firm has announced it is conducting an internal investigation. Can I ask, like... So this all happened in January that we kind of found out, which also, like, I don't remember that being on the news, like, at all. No. Um, why Why is it kind of coming out more now? Well, that's a great question. Um, so the emails that I mentioned, it was sort of announced how it was discovered, but the emails weren't publicly released until the start of this month. And that's when Barbara Co- Pocock said, we want to know the names. Yeah. Um, you know it's juicy goss when it's redacted. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like we need to know who, who, who this was. Absolutely. At least just give it to represent. Like, exactly. We're a like, good we'll, source. We'll take know? an exclusive. Yeah, a little exclusive. But also, more recently, <laughs> on Wednesday, the issue was referred to the Australian Federal Police... Who will be looking into a who will be looking into a criminal investigation into the firm and those involved, including Collins, the firm leadership, and those fifty plus partners whose names are redacted from the emails. On Thursday last week, this is getting worse for PwC. They've been digging themselves a little bit of a hole here. On Thursday last week, the Federal Finance Department instructed PwC to remove anybody who was aware of the tax leaks from existing government work that the firm was still undertaking. Uh oh. This is bad news. <laughs> Which they said they have done, apparently. But apparently it was quite widespread within the company. Mm-hmm. So, well, if quite widespread within the company, if you ask anybody but PwC, who was like, no, it's only like a few people, it yeah. was fine. Guys, like, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but PwC was also effectively banned from getting any new government contracts after the finance department has instructed officials in charge of handing out these contracts to consider prior confidentiality breaches of firms when awarding contracts. Yikes. It kind of sounds like <laughs> PwC got in trouble with the principal. Oh, absolutely. For, like, spreading rumours. <laughs> absolutely. And especially because PwC was very much hoping to run the online 2026 census. Ooh, it's, really? No, they, I didn't know that. They were. That, that, but wake up a bit, Brady. <laughs> wake up, babe. It's wake up, babe. It's PwC. <laughs> um, but... Uh, that's been thrown into doubt, obviously, because Ooh. they've had some confidentiality breaches. Sure. Will that affect how we take our 2026 census? Because usually it's a paper version, so I didn't even know they were going well, online. It did. Well, don't you it remember started last online time in 2016. they were going to do it online? Well, I guess mm. that's two censuses ago. They, yeah. they tried to do it online, and it crashed and went horribly wrong. It was a disaster. Wrong. Wow. No, and well, so I was, well, it was a big thing. 2016 census, I was 16. No, no, I don't remember. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was, what, like, 8. Okay. No, 12. I was Wait, 12. Yeah, I was going to say, because I was 13, <laughs> yes, and that sorry. doesn't... I and 12. I remember that, because the 2016 census was <laughs> on my 13th birthday. <gasps> oh, I know. That's so Happy exciting. birthday, Freddie. Yeah. You get hey, to fill out paperwork. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, didn't have to. It crashed. And yeah. So, anyway, yesterday, the acting CEO of PW you see Kristen Steubens, I'm going to hope I pronounced that right, mm. issued a public apology, the first public apology from PwC that wasn't to shareholders wow. um, since uh, since it actually all came out. Um, she has right? said yeah, she has said that nine directors have been put on leave with uh, fates to be decided after the internal investigation concludes, and they will also be sort of separating their government advisory operations, not just for, apparently not just for 
the Australian government, but just governments in general, because they do this worldwide, um, uh, they'll be sort of separating it into not a separate company, but it's going to be ring-fenced around in the organisation. So if you're working in, like, private consulting, you're not going to be touching any government stuff, which was happening for a long time beforehand. Mm-hmm. And also, I think the most interesting thing, because uh, in this apology, uh, there's it was published through the Australian Financial Review, um, at the bottom, she has like a little footnote uh, where she was like, so 50 people received these emails, these 138 pages worth of emails. Uh, not all of them knew about it. And I just sort of want to, like, how? Check your, check your inbox. How like... does that, well, especially because, like, how does that work? I'm I'm very unsure how, how that could possibly be true. And also, how do we... How do you know if someone hasn't read the email? It's not like there's a red receipt on emails or anything like that. Um, I wonder if the nine directors that were put on leave, if they were put on paid leave, because that happens a lot. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. Where they just go on paid leave for a little bit and then stuff quiets down and then they come back. Well, it'd be great to know that, and it would also have been really nice to know who the nine directors are, but they didn't name them. True. I but didn't even question that. They haven't been named. There's been nothing other than we've sent nine directors on leave, and we'll figure it all out after the investigation. So they've been very, they've been very secretive about all of mm. this. And if they're ring fencing like government advisory operations, yes. could this potentially the same thing happen, but between like different governments? Like we're getting secrets from like I don't know if PwC like does like Chinese operations, but like you know Chinese operations getting secrets from them or like yeah, you know, no, UK, interesting. Like, it'd be I don't know. Like I just there's a conspiracy theory forming in my head that like predicting how messy this is going to get for the future. Well, when I, when I was researching this, I went to PwC's Wikipedia page, Ooh. and my favourite section was the uh, controversies section. Oh, I love it. Ooh, because I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, because you'll be scrolling through that for a while. Um, oh. They, oh, they've done, this is not the first time. Oh, this... Oh, God. No, that's an understatement. Um, have fun scrolling through that. They've issues. got, like, a, lit, literally, like, oh. 90% of their Wikipedia page is controversies and issues that they've gotten then themselves in. Then why did in. the government go, those are the people I want holding my taxes and all this important information? Well, would you, like, I guess after all of this um, and a lot of sidestepping and a lot of, like, burying, if you mm. guys were in sort of, like, a government position, would you want PwC doing any more contract work for you? Absolutely not. Which is why I'm surprised they're still doing government advisory operations. Yeah. They're like, oh, but it'll be, like, safe. It's, like, in the quarter. Don't worry about it. But, well, like... They have said they said they'd do that after they were sort of all but banned from further government contracts, so I oh, feel like it's true. very disingenuous. It's going to be a very quiet corner. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very disingenuous. That, that sort of little ring-fenced thing in the middle mm. of the office, they're not going to have a whole lot of action. So you know what I think PwC need to do? What? They need to pay for their sins, right? <gasps> they do, Ooh. but in a different S- sense. I mean, I'd love if them they went to sin.org.au slash donate and donated, but they should probably pay for their sins in a real way. And also go <laughs> to syn.org.au slash donate. Yeah. All right, let's go to a song because we've got seven minutes before we need to play this interview. Exciting. Um, it's an um, exciting interview. It's an exciting interview, exactly. All right, <laughs> this is Ikea, in quote marks, by Suli, I hope. Uh, you're listening to Represent. Stay with us. Welcome back to Represent. <laughs> a bit of a quick turnaround there because we forgot that songs have ends. <laughs> we were just too busy talking about Naya's time in yeah. Coast and Brisbane and Sydney. 
uh, which she has just gone back from. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Welcome sorry. back, Naya, by uh, the way. How are you feeling, we Naya? Didn't, we, are you we, glad we... to be back? Yes. 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 <laughs> you sound convinced about that. Really, I really convinced. I thought I was going to really love how cold it is down here. Why? Well, because it was so hot in Queensland. I mean, everyone yeah. there had jumpers on, but I was really hot up there. But now I'm back here and I can't go for a walk at six o'clock in the morning without freezing. Sure. Well, true. And I, it would also be very dark. I Not wake true, up at about 4.30 for work most mornings. What? And Why? when I... Because I, I, I work at a supermarket. We stock shelves in the morning. Okay. Um, so when I hop in my car, it is absolutely freezing. <sighs> and I'm like, yeah. goddamn. Gotta God get one of those damn. pre-warming Teslas. Anyway. But <laughs> you know what else made me go goddamn this week? What? Not donating oh to goodness. Sin. Well, yeah, anyone who didn't donate to Sin, I was like, God damn, oh, you got to get onto it. SYN.org.au slash donate. But also, Mark McGowan resigned. I know. <gasps> who would have thought? I Honestly, know. I did not expect it at all. He's been such a constant face uh, in our political scene for the last few years, especially. Um, this is, yeah, he said that he doesn't have the energy or the drive to continue anymore. Fair enough. Politics yeah. is hard. Politics yeah. is That's hard. what Jacinda, Jacinda I was going to say. Exactly. Um, do you think a lot of our politicians are coming off the end of the pandemic burnt out? Definitely. Because I am. <laughs> and I'm not even a politician. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, I think the reactions were interesting. Now, we actually have an interview that we can play about this, believe it or not. What? <laughs> Who would have thought? Who's um, the interview with? The interview is with Dr. Dr. Blair Williams from Monash University. Mm. So we'll just give, I'll just read out a few quotes. I thought we might chat a little bit in the two minutes before we can play yes. the interview about mm-hmm. some quotes that people have said. Anthony yes. Albanese, he said that Mark McGowan had led on his own terms and as his own man. Um, Ooh, he has been cryptic. a great premier mm. of his proud state, an extraordinary leader for WA Labor and a trusted friend. Above all, oh, Mark nice. will be remembered for seeing the people of WA safely through one of the most challenging crises in our nation's history. Blah, blah, blah. He always held to his convictions and always sought to do the right thing by his state. I like the rest of it. I love the, yeah. first, the first two bits were like... What do you do, do really you like, think? Do you like him? Yeah. It was a little bromance. I, I'm here for it. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> they are, they give me the same vibes, actually. Albo and, um, Albo and McGowan. Um, McGowan. They're both yeah. white males. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fair. Fair call. But is Albo <laughs> a state daddy? Well, that's the or real country daddy. We should have asked Blair Williams. He is a country daddy, yeah. surely. Yeah. But no, I think it's um, definitely fair. We had Peter Malinowskis um, <laughs> saying that... Uh, McGowan had been an important source of advice, inspiration and mentorship. But then on the other hand, we Ooh. have Linda Reynolds, a WA Liberal Senator. Oh, she said that it would be tra- politics would be transformed. It will go from the politics of the single person, the cult of the personality, which has really sucked the oxygen out of the political debate in WA uh, because it has been all about one man. And of course... How could we forget the long-term critic, mining magnate, Clive Palmer? He said WA had suffered years of neglect under McGowan, and he tweeted, goodbye, Mark McGowan, goodbye. So poetic. Wow. I know. That's so funny, because if anything, we just saw them, they they retreated into their own world and and got a lot of special treatments, the wrong word, but, Mm. like, it was, it was, the neglect seems seems quite judgy. I'm like... I agree. It's... Uh, definitely an interesting perspective, Clive Palmer. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see the, the, his reasons for it. Like Me too. Why, why he's saying neglect. Me too. But I 
doubt we will. Yeah. Maybe I'll email him, see if he'll come on the show. I think he's, still, I think he's sort Can't of be. salty he wasn't allowed into WA that one time. Oh, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, well, let's go to our interview with Dr. Blair Williams. Uh, you're listening to Represent. Oh, wait, let's actually... Let's, let's outro. Up. Let's yeah. outro. Great. <laughs> Lucky I caught myself. I was about to turn the mics off. Uh, thanks for listening to Represent. Uh, find us on our socials at SinRepresent. We've on just Twitter, published our on manifesto on Twitter. Yep, I've tweeted, I've Instagrammed, um, and I will be doing more in one second. Um, <laughs> is there anything else? I need? Oh, yeah, just listen to the podcast. We're great. You should and listen to us all the time. Donate to Sin. Donate to Sin. SYN.org.au slash donate. remember to stay political. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show. Come on.